Greetings and welcome to Digging Deeper with Kenneth Frank, where we uncover hidden gems of understanding in the Word of God. Did you know that one of the greatest confessions of faith in Christ was made by an apostle while traveling with Jesus to a northerly Gentile area near Caesarea Philippi? After traveling with his disciples for some time, Jesus decided to ask them who they thought he was. This was also the occasion when Jesus assigned the future leadership of the church after he ascended to heaven to the Apostle Peter. Historically, Caesarea Philippi had been a center of pagan worship. This Digging Deeper researches the verbal exchange between Jesus and his disciples to better understand why Jesus chose this distant, geographical location to discuss his identity and prepare them for his coming death and ascension to heaven. Our focus passage is, when Jesus came into the coasts or region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah's or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Matthew 16, 13-17, King James Version throughout. Peter's confession of faith revealed the kind of disciple he was deep inside, even though he failed to understand Christ at times. Matthew 16, 23. Subheading, Jesus Journeys North. This episode was during Jesus' withdrawals from Jewish territories because of opposition he was facing, as explained by Ellicott's commentary for English readers. Quote, The order of the journeyings of our Lord and his disciples would seem to have been as follows. From the coast of Tyre and Zidon they came, passing through Zidon, to the eastern shore of the Sea of Galilee, Mark 7, 31. Thence by ship to Magdala and Dalmanutha on the western shore, Matthew 15, 39, Mark 8, 10. Thence, again crossing the lake, Mark 8, 13, to the eastern Bethsaida, Mark 8, 22, thence to Caesarea Philippi. There is in all these movements an obvious withdrawal from the populous cities which had been the scene of his earlier labors and which had practically rejected him and cast in their lot with his enemies. End of quote. Matthew reports that Jesus came to the coast or region of Caesarea Philippi, Matthew 16, 13. Mark clarifies further that Jesus came to the towns of Caesarea Philippi. Mark 8.27, not the city itself. This was the extreme northeast corner of Galilee, near the source of the Jordan River, and was located at the base of the southwest slope of Mount Hermon. It was also near the former border of the tribe of Naphtali, and was the most northerly area of Palestine that Jesus visited. This trip was shortly before his transfiguration, as described in Matthew 17. Fawcett's Bible Dictionary notes, quote, 
the transfiguration probably took place on Mount Hermon, which rears its majestic head 7,000 feet above Caesarea Philippi. End of quote. The ESV Study Bible provides essential background material for this city. Quote, Caesarea Philippi, some 25 miles or 40 kilometers north of the Sea of Galilee, had been a center of the worship of, one, Baal, then of, two, the Greek god Pan, and then of, three, Caesar. At this time, it was an important Greco-Roman city, with a primarily pagan, Syrian, and Greek population. In fact, its name had recently been changed from Panius to Caesarea Philippi by Philip the Tetrarch, one of Herod the Great's sons, in honor of himself and Augustus Caesar. Excavations at the site have revealed coins minted to depict the temple built to honor Augustus Caesar and a pagan cave dedicated to Pan, with shrines and cult niches that are still visible today. End of quote. Pan was the Greek god of the forest, shepherds, nature, and fertility. He was depicted as half man and half goat. During a summer archaeological dig in Jerusalem in 1971, over 70 of us Ambassador College students saw these cult niches during a day trip to this area. Subheading, the Son of Man. In Matthew 16, 13, Jesus asked his followers what was being said about him by the common people, not the Pharisees, Sadducees, and teachers of the law. Then he pointedly asked his disciples what they thought of him, as explained by the New King James Study Bible. Quote, In the face of the surrounding idols, Christ led his disciples into a proclamation of his deity by first soliciting from them what other people said. In the end, however, what mattered was the apostles' own beliefs concerning Jesus. End of quote. Peter, the spokesman for these disciples, proclaimed Jesus as the Christ, the Son of the living God, thereby acknowledging Jesus' divinity. Notice that Jesus referred to himself as the Son of Man. Joseph Sutcliffe's commentary on the Old New Testament explains, quote, It is very remarkable that when our Savior was about to disclose his Godhead, he calls himself the Son of Man, which marks his humanity, that he was the Son of Adam, or rather, the second Adam, the promised seed. The same name was given Ezekiel, when favored with high revelations, but in a different sense to this title of Christ. For in Christ it signifies the sovereign judge of heaven and earth, the Father having given him authority to execute judgment, because he is by preeminence the Son of Man. John 5, 27, end of quote. Bob Utley's You Can Understand the Bible expands this further. Quote, This phrase was used several times in the Old Testament. It implies humanity. Psalm 8.4, Ezekiel 2.1, and deity. Daniel 7.13. The phrase was not used by the rabbis of Jesus' day. Therefore, it had no nationalistic or militaristic implications. This was Jesus' self-chosen designation because it combined the twin aspects of his person, fully God and fully man. Compare Philippians 2, 6-8, 1 John 4, 1-3. End of quote. Subheading, the object lesson of the rock. 
It was after Peter's confession of faith that Jesus gave the keys of the kingdom of heaven, authorizing Peter as the human leader of the new church in Jesus' absence. Matthew 16, 18 and 19. Jesus declared he would build his church upon this rock, referring to himself. It was not a coincidence that Jesus chose this location to announce it, as explained by the New King James Study Bible. Quote, The site for pagan worship centered on a massive stone facade, which Jesus referred to in his play on words concerning rock in verse 18. End of quote. The surrounding rock made an impressive object lesson for the disciples. This story appears in the three synoptic gospels. Matthew 16, 13 to 20, Mark 8, 27 to 30, and Luke 9, 18 to 21. In all three, Jesus concluded the conversation by commanding the disciples to tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Scholars refer to this as the Messianic secret. At that time, many Jews expected a conquering champion Messiah who would rid the Holy Land of the despised Romans and restore the glory days of David and Solomon. Jesus had not come at that time to conquer the world. Rather, he came to die as the sacrifice for human sin. He foretold his death and resurrection soon after this discussion about his identity. Matthew 16, 21-23 Why did Jesus choose this spot to reveal his identity and prepare them for the establishment of his church? The Holman King James Study Bible replies, quote, that Jesus' identity as the Messiah was announced here demonstrates that Jesus is superior to Caesar and to all idols and mythical gods, end of quote. At that time, Caesar was declared by many as a divine son of God who brought peace, Pax Romana, to the Roman world. By contrast, Jesus called for their full allegiance to him as Savior and King of the world. Jesus knew his time with them was limited and that he needed to prepare his disciples to carry on preaching the gospel in his absence, as explained by the preacher's complete homiletical commentary edited by Joseph S. Excel. Quote, This conversation at Caesarea Philippi is universally regarded as marking a new era in the life of Christ. His rejection by his own, the Jews, is now complete. With the very small band he has gathered around him, he withdraws to the neighborhood of the Gentile town of Caesarea Philippi, not for seclusion only, but as the event shows, to found an ecclesia, his church. End of quote. That church continues to proclaim his royal gospel to the world even today. This has been Digging Deeper with Kenneth Frank. To learn more about the Bible and living a godly life, go to Living Education at lcgeducation.org, sponsored by the Living Church of God. <music>